This is a Triple M Footy podcast. With all the latest news and stories that matter right now in footy, it's Tom Brown's News. Good afternoon. Finals fever in the air. I think it's palpable. You can just feel it. September action in Melbourne. This Friday night, the Lions will take on Geelong for a spot in the grand final. And on Saturday, the Pies, after defeating Fremantle, will take on Sydney in Sydney. I'll get to some exciting finals details shortly in terms of ticketing, when teams are training, and all the rest of it. But a big story to come out of the weekend was, of course, the Demons. The reigning premiers, only Brisbane, Hawthorne, and Richmond have gone back-to-back since the turn of the century. It's famously difficult to do. And after being 12-0 at one point in the season, the Demons are out in straight sets. They were 28 points up at one point in the first half against Brisbane. They should have been six or seven goals up at half time, but things turned big time. There'll be a lot of discussion points in terms of the news fallout for all that. We knew that Petrarca, Fritsch, Spargo, Gorn and Melksham came into the game under an injury cloud. It was pretty obvious that Oliver and Gorn weren't moving as they normally would, and indeed Petrarca obviously had that, well, broken leg for one of a better term. There's a lot of discussion surrounding, um, I guess, the sort of politics within the team. You could see again on Friday night that May and Lever were visibly going at each other at times. Look, that might be good communication. It's not for me to comment on, but that was obvious from the way they were playing. Lever was ill-disciplined in the final stages of the game. I've mentioned the injuries and this big issue of second-half fade-outs. They gave up 70-odd points against the Lions on Friday night. You can't do that in a second half. And I think there'll definitely be a focus now. And I think Simon Goodman alluded to this post-match on things like, are they training too much? Are they training too little? Their loads, they obviously tra- change from Darren Burgess, their fitness boss at the end of last season. There's been a bit of change in that department. So I'm sure they'll look at that. In fact, they've basically said they'll look at those types of issues, of course, as part of a comprehensive review in coming weeks. Spoke to Max Gorn this morning when he came in for his exit interview. He thinks the players have all put in full sacrifice. There's no issues in that regard. He wouldn't significantly begrudge um, uh, Jackson if Jackson goes to Fremantle. I'll get to that situation shortly. And did acknowledge, whilst it's not an excuse, that obviously he was obviously hampered by injury. We'll have that interview on the news tonight. But a big discussion point now, obviously, surrounding Jackson. Um, was the fight during the year a factor? It's impossible to gauge that. They were 6-8 was their winning record after their fight, the famous fight with uh, Melksham and May in Greville Street. Anyway, that's done. Melbourne, I think it's more of a fitness issue, just from a perspective that a lot of players were banged up, perhaps a training issue, and uh, I'm sure Melbourne will work through all that in coming weeks, but they've been bundled, tennis term, out of the finals, and it was a big story from the weekend. The Saturday Rub, Friday Huddle, Sunday Rub, Midweek Rub, Tom Brown's News, and all the footy podcasts you need are in one place. Subscribe to Triple M Footy on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. I mentioned finals fever. The tickets for this weekend close to a sellout. I know some Collingwood fans I spoke to this morning had difficulty on the ticket uh, website. I think the NRL and the AFL tickets might have gone on sale at the same time, but the AFL not necessarily aware of any concerns in that regard. I think you can still get on the website and get tickets, but they're close to being sold out, particularly, obviously, this game in Sydney, given it's the SCG. That Sydney's right, not at ANZ. They don't play at ANZ. Plus, they had the right finishing above Collingwood and winning in the first week to choose the venue. It's the SCG. There's no mistaking that fact. I think there's about 28,000 tickets on sale for Sydney and Collingwood members. The Collingwood faithful can get up to 50% of those as a starting point. I know Colling was looking at a cheer squad bus to go up there. The plane tickets are expensive. I paid myself over $900 for a return flight to Sydney yesterday, so they're expensive. And a lot of the merchandise at Collingwood sold out. I tried this morning to get a jumper for my son. They're all sold out, which is always a good sign. Collingwood, in terms of their preparation, will fly out on Friday. 
Their main training sessions this week, Tuesday and Thursday. They'll have a flush run this afternoon. I don't expect a go. He will do much this week. He had his ice, his shoulder visibly iced in the rooms again on Saturday night. He's definitely definitely nursing that, and it was sore yesterday, but I think he's good to go. And uh, it's hugely, hugely exciting for Pies fans taking on Sydney in Sydney this Saturday afternoon. This is Tom Brown's News, bringing you the latest in footy every Monday, Thursday and Friday. Here at first on Listener. Trade is heating up. There's a lot of clubs now out of contention. There's only four in contention. And behind the scenes, there's lots of wheeling and dealing going on. In terms of the latest on Jordan Degoe, I don't know from a Collingwood perspective. I know St Kilda put in a offer. I don't think it was a massive, massive offer. But they did put in an offer a little while ago as they continue to work through their list management situation. I don't think there's any suggestion now that Degoe will go. To, well, there's not a big suggestion that Degoe will go to St Kilda. You'd think he'd be uh, in good contention to get a new contract with Collingwood. That'll play out. At the moment, he's having a Dustin Martin-like final series. You could argue that uh, he was instrumental on Saturday night and had a massive, massive bearing on that game. Luke Jackson will have his inter- exit interview at Melbourne as soon as today. I think it's an open secret now in football that Jackson will indicate to Melbourne an intention to be traded to another club, obviously in a bid to get to Fremantle when he has that exit interview and indeed this week. Um, Melbourne have started their exit interviews this morning. Gorn was down at uh, Melbourne training. And as I mentioned, wouldn't begrudge Jackson leaving, but doesn't know his answer as yet. Now, in terms of some other player movement, Akers will request to go to Carlton. I think it's significant for the Blues. Lobb, it's a done deal to go to the Bulldogs. There's some commentary surrounding why Lobb would want to leave Fremantle. I think that'll all come out in coming months, but I think it dates back to when he wanted to leave last year and the discussions between Lobb and the club. And I think his cards have pretty much been marked since that. Um, Brody Grundy, if he requests, as now expected, post-Collingwood's campaign, a trade to Melbourne, there'll be big debate about what he's worth. He's 28 years old, which will impede or impact what that trade selection is worth. There's already talk that he could be worth a pick in the 20s. Now, I know a lot of people will blow up and say, well, Grundy's worth one or two first-round picks. Maybe he is, but there'll be a lot of argy-bargy over that if it comes to it, given his age is my um, indication, certainly from trade sources. Bringing you the latest in footy news before you hear it anywhere else. This is Tom Brown's News. Speaking of instrumental players, I mentioned to Goey, Jared Berry was instrumental in shutting down Oliver on Friday night. Had a huge, huge bearing on Brisbane getting through to the preliminary finals. He's been offered a week for this alleged eye gouging, and he's appealed that. I revealed that yesterday, that Brisbane will appeal that to the tribunal. I think they're likely to argue it was careless rather than intentional and refer back to a whole bunch of other examples that haven't been given a week. But this was Scott Pendlebury's uh, insight on Triple M Breakfast this morning with Marty. What, what do you think on that incident? Um, yeah, I sort of seen at the time. And it is, yeah, I, I feel for him because it's when someone's got the, their elbow in your head pushing you into yeah. the ground... Yeah. I know if I was in his shoes, you're trying to grab or do whatever you can. It's almost like you're trying, you know, when you're a little kid, you're trying to pull him over you and get yeah. him in a headlock. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's Scott Pendlebury's view. Look, personally, I hope Barry play, plays, but the rules are the rules, and obviously eye gouging isn't a good look, so that's a tough one for the tribunal when they sit. I think that'll be at uh, 6 o'clock tomorrow. The Saturday Rub, Friday Huddle, Sunday Rub, Midweek Rub, Tom Brown's News and all the footy podcasts you need are in one place. Subscribe to Triple M Footy on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll just finish off with a few nuggets ahead of this week. North Melbourne's still on the hunt for a CEO. That's a Chief Executive Officer. A name mentioned to me today, Peter Bell, the influential and successful Fremantle football boss who's a former Fremantle director and, of course, a dual premiership 
player with uh, North Melbourne. So uh, that's one of the names that's been thrown up to me as a potential candidate for the North Melbourne job. The other, well, this is a huge vacancy, the Essendon coaching job. I think the Bombers are moving quicker than perhaps I expected on this. I think it's been reported, but I think they'd like to get something in place by the start of trade period from a coaching perspective. In terms of Leon Cameron, he's out now of the race. That's been widely reported over the weekend. He's signed that deal for the Sydney Academy. There is an out clause there where he could, in theory, coach the Bombers because it's a more senior role. But for all intents and purposes, and certainly by way of indication, it looks like he'll he'll stick at Sydney for at least a year. Brad Scott, he is thinking heavily, the AFL football boss and former North Melbourne coach, of throwing his hat into the ring for Essendon. Why? Because he's still got a bit of a fire burning from a coaching perspective. I don't think coaches lose that. And I think he's just cognizant of the fact that if you keep saying, no, 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 you know, these opportunities don't come around every day. Essendon's a big club and perhaps he's interested in that. So he's considering that at the moment. I know Essendon certainly reached out to Brad, I think fairly persistently last week and trying to get his interest. So keep an eye on his name. Some other names that have been mentioned, Hanson, Uze and Solomon. It's even been suggested that Hanson might have had an interview in that regard. I haven't confirmed that. So the Essendon coaching race certainly heating up in the background. But Brad Scott is an interesting uh, interesting name, hugely successful at North Melbourne, particularly given the fact that while he was there, they only really paid about 90-odd percent or the minimum of the salary cap. So he's sort of t- coaching, if you like, with good results with one arm tied behind his back from a player perspective. So perhaps that would be well-received by Bombers fans. Can they get Ken, Ken Hinckley or uh, or uh, Adam Simpson? Well, no is the answer at the moment. There's no indication that's on. Um, those guys are contracted and committed to their respective clubs. The other problem Essendon's got is they're running a process. Those guys aren't going to commit to a process. You'd have to go there, offer them the world, and hope that you get it. I don't know how that fits in with Essendon's process. So that's the issue for the uh, Bombers bosses at the moment in terms of how they try and perhaps recruit one of those guys. Having said all that, you know they're running a process, and maybe Uze or Hanson or Solomon or Scott might do a better job. So that's what Essendon's working through at the moment. And just finally, obviously, with the Queen's sad passing late last week, the Brownlow has been moved. You would have seen that over the weekend, but the Brownlow will be on this Sunday night, which is exciting. It's a day, obviously, ahead of the funeral. It gives the Brownlow some clear air. It's a massively exciting night for footy fans, I think, on Sunday night. That'll, of course, be broadcast on 7. I'm looking forward to that and will be there. That wraps up a pretty big news day. There's lots going on. I'll update everything on socials, on the Triple M channels throughout the week. I'll be back on Thursday and Friday. Can't wait for that. Triple M rocks football. That was Tom Brown's news. Come back every Monday, Thursday and Friday for more and subscribe to Triple M footy on Listener or wherever you listen to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.